Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. You're going to love this week's episode, but before we get to my guest, this is a podcast about the Camino de Santiago. It's the perfect place to start if you're thinking of walking the many paths across Europe that make up the Camino. Pilgrims make their way to the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela in northwest Spain, where, we're told, the remains of Christ's apostle St. James are interred. I was talking to a friend of mine at the weekend, and she had recently lost her husband. Her children had left home, and she was alone. I said she ought to walk the Camino. She shook her head and said, no, I could never do it, ever. She said, I just couldn't do it, and I couldn't certainly not do it on my own. The famous American football coach Donald Shuler once said, the start is what stops most people. I'm still working on my friend. There are Camino community groups and fellowship all over the world. Pilgrims share a common bond. We are walkers, talkers, listeners and sharers. Well, I received an email from Hannah Ackfield, an Australian pilgrim and musician, last week. And I have some great surprises for you later in the podcast, so make sure you stay tuned. As I said, Hannah is a musician, and she's on the line. Welcome, Pilgrim. Hello, how are you? I'm good. When did you walk your Camino? Tell us about it, Hannah. Uh, I walked the Camino in, it was 2015, although it seems, it seems like a long time ago now, but it seems like just yesterday. So October, November in 2015, I walked it. Do you remember how you first learned about it? Yeah, I have a couple of friends who have done it and, I mean, it sounded like an amazing journey, really. Um, and it sort of sparked my interest. So, um, I guess I'd always had a reoccurring dream where I would be, I don't know, walking from, like, uh, Sydney to Brisbane or really long uh, journeys. So, I don't know, I sort of had those since I was a child. I thought, oh, why not? Why not go and do it? Do you remember where you first heard about it? I think my friend probably walked it in 2012, so it took me a few years. I did it with a friend, and um, I guess maybe I wasn't brave enough to do it solo, but uh, it took a while to get some friends interested, and then, you know, you've got to get the time to do it. Don't you? You're gonna have the freedom to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And who who did you walk with? I I walked with a a really good friend of mine actually, Amy. And um, I mean, you couldn't walk it with anyone, could you? It'd have to be. I mean, she's one of my closest friends, so. Um, and it was a good match for us to to walk together. You know, we're both very patient with each other. And I couldn't do it with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you're saying is that not, not you know, you couldn't walk a thousand kilometres with just anyone. Well, no, I don't think so. No, because, well, I guess you, you're doing the journey together. You're going to have a, you know, we have a similar walking pace. If one person's a really fast walker, you know, and one's a bit slower, then that's not going to work, is it? Because you're just going to get annoyed with each other. I guess it's challenging as it is, uh, you know, walking all day and just to add a little bit of extra tension is not ideal. No, no, quite. So where did you start <laughs> and, 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 and how far did you walk? Um, so I walked from Pamplona to Santiago, um, mainly because I think that, that 
that's the journey that my original friends had done. And I mean, I've done a little bit of overseas travel, but I thought I'd probably just best to start in Spain rather than going to France. And I'd had some trouble with my passport. We had limited time and um, I got to Abu Dhabi and they wouldn't let me on the plane to Spain because I didn't have enough time left on my passport. I didn't look it up. I thought um, my passport expired two months after the date of departure. So we we nearly didn't make it to to Spain. So Um, how did you get around that problem in Abu Dhabi? Pardon? How did you get around that problem with the passport? Did you just agree to come back earlier? Uh, no, I I went to the Australian Embassy and had to get an emergency passport. Um, and they get so they gave me a temporary emergency passport. Oh, what a nightmare! <laughs> yeah. Yep. So how long did all so, um, how long did all of that process take? Uh, probably three days, I think. I mean, I have a friend. In Abu Dhabi, he's an air hostess, so, so she was able to help me out a bit and um, they put us up in a hotel. But uh, I was pretty pretty worried about it, to be honest, because probably they shouldn't have let me on the plane in Melbourne to get to um, Abu Dhabi. But it was because I was halfway that I managed to get an emergency passport. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't imagine what that would have been like. That would have been incredibly stressful too. It was, it was. So when we finally got there, you know, it was, um, I was very grateful. <laughs> I'll bet, <laughs> I'll bet. So so let, let's talk about the Camino. And uh, I always ask this question, Hannah, and I know you've listened to the podcast. Are you a spiritual person? Yeah, I guess I would say that I'm a spiritual person. I'm not uh, religious, but definitely spiritual. I mean, I sing in a gospel choir, and I guess part of the reason I love that style of music is because it's straight from the heart, you know, and that's how I connect with that. It's about hope, and um, and my parents, I would say my mum was always very spiritual. She always tried out different things, and... that I, there's something with walking um, and in nature that I mean, it just helps me connect, connect with something bigger than myself. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Connecting with something bigger than yourself. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good way of putting it. Because we can't really describe it, can we? And I often ask people how do how do they describe what they went through on the Camino when they get home and tell their family about. Yeah. It. Perhaps we can't even explain it to ourselves. Well, no, and I think there's something very um, natural about uh, just walking, getting out and walking. There's something that feels very right. And also you don't often get the the freedom to really have good conversations and uh, think about things and just connect with people on a really open level. And I guess, you know... When you live a normal life and you're working a lot and, um, you know, you're on trains and nobody's really connecting, um, that can sort of get you down a bit. But being um, on the Camino or some amazing sort of outdoor journey like that, yeah, it gives you that chance to connect. 
when I started the podcast, I talked about a friend of mine who had lost her husband recently and I was trying to convince her to go. And she said, yeah. why would I go? And I said, <laughs> because it's an adventure. Yeah. And she, she, this look, the, look, the look on her face was quite bewildered. And then I said, don't you think you could handle an adventure? She said, yeah. oh, I wouldn't know how to, how, to, how to handle it, how to take it. She was completely bewildered. But, yeah. But so, so let me ask you, Hannah, uh, you two young women from Australia, head on over there. How did it impact yeah. your life? Oh, well, hugely, actually. I think I had never really done anything quite so physical. Um, you know, I had always exercised, but I'd never walked 700 kilometers or yeah. anywhere close to that before. And I think just having that time to reflect and and knowing um, that actually you're stronger than you think that you are. Uh, I think that was really important for me. So, um, you know, in in life now, if anything is difficult that comes up, I know my friend and I who did it together, you know, she's having a tough time or I'm having a tough time. Just go, yeah, but you know what? You walked 700 kilometres across Spain. That's pretty, that's pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's a lovely bond that the pair of you share. What about, what, what about, and this was, I'm still thinking about my friend that I was talking to at the weekend. Um, does walking the Camino take a certain amount of bravery, do you think? Bravery? Yeah. Do you have to be yeah. brave? Well, I don't know. I guess in some sense, yeah, maybe you do have to be a little bit brave, but I think probably when you finish, you realise, well, that was a brave thing to do. But I wouldn't have thought that we were brave giving it a go. I mean, look, I recommend everybody to do it. But since I got home, I'm like, yeah, you should go do the Camino. (laughs) My friends are (laughs) sick of me saying it. (laughs) I'm always saying it. What about the other pilgrims, Hannah? Did you find them welcoming and in the spirit of what you expected on your journey? No, I didn't really think about it, to be honest. I didn't quite realise how um, open and friendly people would be. I had sort of just thought about, okay, you know, I'm going to do this walk, so I'm going to do some training. And I hadn't really thought about that. Um, But it was a really lovely surprise because what I found was that um, after, you know, probably eight days where your body is in shock. You know, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> so true. Yeah, and when I sort of settled into it, and you just, I don't know, I just felt really open. And, um, you know, I don't know, you're sort of experiencing something. Uh, it was really lovely to me. I made some really great friends on the Camino from all over the world, and everybody was, I mean, maybe there was a few crazy ones, but, most people were really lovely. What did you learn from other pilgrims, do you think? What did I learn from other pilgrims? That's a good question. Well, I guess everybody was different. There was like people all ages from all over the place. Um, well, I guess I learned different lessons. From, from different people. 
sort of hard to pinpoint, but I think humans really just want to connect with other humans and we don't often get the chance to do that. Something like that. I don't know. That's a fantastic I don't know, that answer. Makes any sense. That's a fantastic <laughs> yeah. answer. Because you know, I yeah. just let you think about it then, and that's what bubbled to the surface in your mind. So that's a fantastic answer. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a few suggestions at you. I'm going to take you back okay. to the Camino and throw a few suggestions at you. Because as I said at the okay. start, people are listening and they're thinking of walking. You've already said it takes a certain amount of bravery, but I think that that's a great reward. Uh, and it's nice to think, as you say, when you get home and you're talking to your friend Amy, you say, hang on, girlfriend, we walked 700 kilometres, you know, we're, we're invincible. So let's go back yeah. to the Camino and, and talk about a few things so that people listening will get inspired. What's the food like uh-huh. on the Camino de Santiago? The food? Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Lots of food. My metabolism has never been uh, worked so well in my life. Lots of great food. Um Bread and cheese and mm-hmm. uh, the, the pilgrim, um, the pilgrim salad. How did you like the pilgrim salad? Yeah, yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the um, the toast with tomato and olive oil and vinegar. I still eat that at home. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> How lovely! You know what I. I haven't had that since I've been back, and I can make that myself. That's a good idea. What about sleep or lack thereof? Sleep, yeah. Well, I guess, you know, when you're exhausting yourself physically, it's, um, well, you definitely sleep. Well, I found that I could sleep despite sometimes the sleeping circumstances being a little bit difficult. But for everybody, it was different. I know we stayed in Albergs. But we did make a friend, Jim, from New York, who he refused to share a room unless he had to. So he was often sleeping in his own room, and that worked for him. So I guess it's whatever works. Um, I had a set of earplugs that um, I had. I kept it in a little pocket in my sleeping bag so that I could put those in the middle of the night. But then sometimes we had really lovely, like by the end of... Um, the Camino, you know, we I'd sort of formed a, a small group of really close-knit friends and we probably spent, I don't know, a week and a half walking just together. And there was one day where we walked all really late and we arrived in this small town and we had the whole album to ourselves and that was like something really nice that we could um, experience together. But then I guess the worst, night, which is, you know, I partially wrote about that is, um, I think there's 22 people in the room with one window and the heater was really hot and um, there was a uh, a monk who was um, just had one outfit which is great, great um, if, if you can do that, but he was also a chain smoker so um you know, the, the air was stale in that room. There was quite a bit of snoring. Um, so it can be difficult. I just got this vision <laughs> in my mind of a chain-smoking monk who's not changing his clothes. <laughs> Gee, this Camino sounds like fun. Such a fun trip. Well, 
Well, it's character building, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good. I think, yeah. Yeah, good way to put it. Good way to put it. What about the architecture? Did you did you enjoy looking at the architecture? Oh, I loved it. Actually, I really loved it. And I know Amy said to me, "Oh, I didn't quite know that you liked doors so much." Because <laughs> you know, in Spain, the doors are really well made. You know, they're like sturdy. They look like they've been there for two hundred years. Not like our doors, it wouldn't last that long. You know, a house might have it big. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention that. Giuseppe Aiello, who was an Italian artist who's, who I interviewed on one of my earlier podcasts, he yeah. he took photographs of all the doors. That was what, that was his thing, right? And, yeah. And when I came home, uh, he sent me a picture of a door that he and I had admired. And yeah. I said, my gosh, that is such a beautiful photograph. And he said, oh, I'll send yeah. you the others. It took like 500 photographs of doors. And every single, wow. every single one of those photographs is exquisite. And wow. that, that was in 2016. And so when I walked in 2017, I really kept an eye out. Yeah, the doors are magic. And I wonder if yeah. that's telling us something. I wonder if that's telling us as pilgrims to look at the doors. I think that's, there's a message somewhere. I don't know quite what it is. But the doors fascinated me. Yeah, you noticed it too. That's amazing. Yeah, because they're sort of just like, I was looking at them going, well, one, I can tell that's really well made. Not that I'm, you know, like a door connoisseur. No. But I could just tell there was something um, they valued. I don't know. I guess that's the gateway to your house, right? So. Yeah. Um, and they need something steady so nobody can get in. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah, I, I've never looked but, into it, but that's really fascinating. Yeah, I must I look into that. Built to last. Yeah. Built to last, yeah. exactly. I, built to last. And did your friend, is he putting out a book? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, not that I've heard of, but, I, but the photographs are unbelievable. Um, in oh, fact, in fact um, we're going to talk about your music in a moment, but... Uh, on the cover of my re- record that's coming out soon, um, and it's a Camino yes. song, one of the photographs is of Giuseppe's door. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, on the cover of the, of, the, of, the, of the album, yeah. So um, what about the Masetta? What did you make of it, you and Amy walking the Masetta? Yeah, it wasn't... Uh, we didn't love it. <laughs> we did not love it, actually. It was challenging. And it was challenging because there wasn't much to look at. And even it was raining when we walked the Masetta and there was nowhere really to stop for lunch either. So I remember we sat in our rain gear eating sort of, you know, in the rain, eating a soggy sandwich. Um, It was pretty depressing. But when we got to the town that night, uh, we had what we called a chip party which is where we went and bought some delicious foods that included chips and just ate some really great food <laughs> at a party. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? it? Was, the little things. It is. It is the little things. Yeah, it was challenging. You know, we, we mentioned earlier that Australia is only really 225 years old or something, so we yeah. don't really have that depth of, of historical things to, 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 to share. What did you make yeah. of the Spanish history then? The history? 
Well, I didn't really know too much about the history. I had sort of tried to not do very much research on anything, um, even the towns we were going to. I sort of just wanted to experience it for myself. Um, and I know walking into, uh, what's the town with the, the Knights Templar? Samos? Castle? Sam- oh, Ponferrada. Yeah, Ponferrada. So I didn't know that, that was, that's what was we were going to you know, see and sort of walk around the corner and see this amazing castle. And, uh, I guess it's just... <laughs> even going into the church and seeing the wall, you know, at the altar, where it was from the floor to the ceiling, all gold. And, um, yeah, a lot of history. A lot of history. And I, I loved it. What about the Spanish people? What did you make of them? Well, they were great. They were fantastic. Um, they were always so welcoming. And, uh, you know, we'd say hello and Bon Camino. And we even met a... I think it, uh, it was a farmer. He had a, um, a vineyard. And they'd been out hunting mushrooms and... Uh, they invited us in and cooked us some mushrooms and gave us some wine to try. And, yeah, really open and friendly and accepting. Yeah, they are. They sure mm-hmm. are. They're wonderful, yeah. Look, um, mm-hmm. are you planning on going back? I am. I mean, I didn't think that I would, but I think you have to. It sort of gets in the, in the blood. Sometimes I feel like when I want to escape, I go, oh, yeah, I could just run away to the Camino for a... <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> I know, I know. It's always there. It's always there, isn't it? It is. It's always there, yeah. So I will. I'll go back. I mean, I walked in, um, it was autumn, and I would really love to walk in spring. I've got a friend who's just walked it probably last month, and it just looks so different to when I walked it. So I guess, yeah, I'm not so keen about summer. Have you done it in summer? Uh, yeah, I did it in the end of summer. Yeah. The end of summer. Yeah. yeah. It was hot. It was hot. Yeah. No question about it. But we, I kind of left the, the depths of Sydney's winter and walked into the depths of Spanish summer. So it, I didn't bother. Yeah. It, it didn't bother me so much. Um, I have very, very fair skin. So I had to walk a lot in the morning, very early in the morning. So, uh-huh. so I escaped the heat of the day mostly. But it was wonderful, just wonderful. You mentioned earlier that you, you, you kind of formed this Camino family. Have you managed to keep in touch with them? Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, a lot of them, actually. There was two Canadian brothers. Um, they were sort of older. I'm still in touch with them. And then there was an Italian couple that we had walked with. And they were sort of walking to figure out if they wanted to, you know, have a family and get married and that sort of thing. And since then, you know, they've um, had a baby, and uh-huh. which is really lovely. And um, and then my friend Naomi was from the US, was her ninth Camino. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're still in touch. I don't think I'll ever not be in touch with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's the common theme. I think I hear from everybody I speak with about it. 
Um, it's it's just something that you shared, and and for some reason we want to keep in contact with them. It's partly, I, largely, I think, because you know it's not like you meet someone for coffee, um, and you know you have a yarn about what's happening in their world. You you very quickly have these very in depth conversations, and you so, do, yeah, and so that's something you share with them, isn't it? That's right. You have really sort of meaningful conversations. Um, Yeah, I guess there's a certain form of intimacy in there with um, the people that you meet. Not only sort of doing this journey together and have some similar bonds with that, but, you know, you're having good conversations about, you know, why are you doing this? And, and we, I guess we always talk about those things <clears throat> with people in our lives. And yeah. sometimes we do, but, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. Now... Here's the best part of this week's podcast. Yeah. Hannah and her brother Dan have just released their new album. It's called A Road of Dust and Stone. Tell us about it, Hannah. Yes, I guess I was inspired after I came back. My brother and I have been writing music together for probably, I don't know, maybe six years. And uh, we've both done lots of solo things. And he lives in Brisbane. Which, and I live in Melbourne, which makes things a little bit difficult. But um, after the Camino, you know, I sort of had a certain sense of, yeah, let's do this. And I went up north for three months and we wrote a lot of songs together uh, for the album. And um, and because, you know, I'd had this amazing experience, just quite a few Camino-inspired <laughs> songs. Yeah. And, I, and the cover actually is a... Is, is a photo that I took on the Camino. Yeah, it's a beautiful photograph. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, with with an iPhone. I mean, it's unbelievable these days what you can. It is unbelievable take what you can take. Yeah, it is a hundred percent. Let's have a listen to the to the first single off the album. This is called "I'm Free." I weave through the alleys and hidden cafes. I don't understand. Most that they say but it sounds Just like a song The mountains rise up till they marry the sky The ice falls so quiet Just like a sigh all around It whitens the ground Take my hand as we walk the cobbled streets. We conquer the town together.
Wow, that's amazing. Tell us about the single, I'm Free. Tell us about the song. Okay, um, thank you. It's Well, I guess it's about that sense of freedom. It's definitely... Well, Dan and I wrote that song together, so it's like a combination of my experience travelling and being on the Camino and having that sense of freedom, you know, to just sort of get up and experience something and not have to worry about um, too much. And, you know, Dan's done a fair bit of travel through Europe as well. So it's about freedom. That's what it's about. Yeah, freedom and travel. And now there's also a song on there, Astorga to Fonsebaden. Let's have a quick listen to that. I spent a night wide-eyed Got four hours sleep With a symphony of snorers And a chain-smoking priest I dreamed of those in the four-star beds On the other side of the road On the way from Astorga To Fonsebaden I woke with sweat in my sleeping bag Started walking when it was dark When the sun sang to us through the fog It was just a little spark And with an old friend I strolled With new companions From a stalker to Fonsebra Anybody who has walked the Camino knows about the journey from Astorga to Fonsebaden is spectacular. Tell us about your experience and, and what prompted you to write the song. 
I guess oh, that was definitely my toughest day. Um, that was the night after I only got, you know, four hours sleep. That's when I had to share, share the room with the, you know, 22 people. And I really struggled physically that day and emotionally as well because I really sort of had to push myself. So it was the hardest but yet the most triumphant in a, in a way and um, because it makes you realise actually, yeah, I am strong and I am capable of doing things. So I've tried to paint a picture, you know, of the experience throughout that day. What about the the, the 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 writing itself? Did you write the songs? Well, you you told us that you wrote "I Am Free" with Dan. That must have been after you came back. But what about "Astoria" to Fon Sabaton? Did you write that on the Camino? I didn't write it on the Camino. No, I didn't write anything on the Camino. I think I was just taking it all in. Um, I probably should have done some note taking, but Dan, I mean, Dan didn't help me with that one. He He's definitely, we did write that one together. I had written all the words and I had such, because I mean, he had so many words because it was such a big experience and we really, he helped me to refine that down into something more because you could just go forever, couldn't you? Yeah. You just have a 10 minute song, easy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we get to the next song, I want you to tell me about On That Wave because it too is a Camino-inspired song. Tell us about On That Wave. On That Wave. Well, that one, we we wrote that one together again, but it's based on... I've never had a panic attack, but my brother has, and um, I hope my friend Amy doesn't mind me saying, but she did experience some panic attacks on the Camino, and I had never experienced um, helping somebody through that and it was quite a um, I mean there was one night where it was an all night thing where I sort of just had to really just get her to calm down and um, get her to go to sleep um, I just spent I like ages doing you know like a body scan you know what that is yeah 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 yeah, so I just spent ages, okay, your eyes are, your eyes are relaxed, and you're, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I'd, and I'd start at the top of the body, and I'd go down to the bottom, and then I could see her breathing would start to quicken again, so then I'd start at the top again. Well, I just kept doing that until she sort of fell asleep. And, and I, it was a pretty intense experience, and, um, and so that's what that song is about. It's, it's about... Um, my experience helping Amy through those and Dan's experience having panic attacks. Let's have a listen to the song On That Wave. So I could hide So I could hide And when I'm on that wave I'm so far gone I get swept away But I try Let 
There's a wonderful message in that song and it's about opening up and sharing. And I think that's a great thing about Pilgrims, Hannah. You talked about the body scan and starting at the top of the head and, and moving through uh, to the feet and, and trying to find that meditative relaxation, if you like, to help your friend get through it. That's a, that's a kind of journey in itself. And, it is. Uh, yeah. And, and so let's go back to the Camino just to finish things off. Do you have a favourite place or or section of the walk? Oh, that's really tough. Uh, that's really tough. I really loved Leon. Um, oh. Well, I guess from if I think about it, my favourite photos are the ones that I took. Uh, you know where the cruise de Ferro is. Yeah. Those mountains. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that, I thought that was spectacular up there. Yeah, that, um, that is a beautiful part of the world. That's just as you're entering Galicia, I think. Yeah, it was beautiful. But I mean, the whole thing, uh, I, I mean, I like different places for different reasons, really. But What would you say to someone listening to us who is thinking of walking? I would say that you should definitely do it. And don't let your fear get in the way. Um, like, you could train and train and train and still it's physically challenging. So you don't have to be in perfect shape. I would say just, just go, just do it, do it at your own pace. I mean, that's definitely a lesson we learned. We were trying to keep up with the book the whole time. And then you might walk 35 kilometres one day, but then the next day you can only walk 10. So, um, yeah, do it. Do it at your own pace too. Do it at your own pace. Take it all in. Enjoy it. It'll be tough, but it'll also be amazing. <laughs> do you still walk <laughs> regularly today? I do, yeah. I mean, yesterday I walked... How far would I have walked yesterday? Maybe 12 kilometres. Right. Yeah, I mean, after that, I couldn't stop walking. Um, I walk home from work sometimes, it's about 10 kilometres, or I go for hikes. It's, yeah, once you start, I, I haven't been able to stop anyway. When you, I, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. When you walked that first time, did you think the Camino would eventually be such a big part of your life? No, I had no idea. I remember I met an American couple who, they were walking it for the second time and they said, oh, we didn't think that we would be back here, but it sort of gets in your blood. And I remember thinking at the time, yeah, well, I'm not coming back. Like once is enough. But uh, my friend Naomi, who I met, who had done it nine times, 
I mean, you just have a look at that and go, yeah, it becomes a part of your life, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and actually her, she, on one of her Caminos, met a young woman from France and she said to her, why are you walking the Camino? And she said, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a husband. And my friend Naomi said to her, well, I've got two brothers that are single. You should come and visit me in the U.S. And so six months later, the woman from France went to visit Naomi. And by that stage, there was only one brother left who was single. And they met and fell in love and got married and had six children. <laughs> That's fantastic. No What an way. amazing story. Yeah, so it really does become part of your life. That is absolutely wonderful. What a great story. Yeah. yeah. That's just wonderful. Look, people often say that they feel a need to give something back to the Camino. Uh-huh. Did you get a sense of that? Give something back? Oh, maybe I was too caught up with myself. To, to really give something back. But I you mean, ha- you have with your songs. That's true. That's true. I have. Yeah, I guess. Oh, look, I'm very grateful. I'm so pleased that I got to do it. And um, so, yeah, I guess I, I have sort of felt that. Maybe even if it's just on a subconscious level. Yeah. A Road of Dust and Stone is the name of the record. Hannah and her brother Dan, the, the, the Ackfields, A-C-F-I-E-L-D-S, The Ackfields. And you can get it via theackfields.com. You can buy the album or download the album, theackfields.com. You are giving something back, Hannah. Congratulations to you and to Dan on the album. And I wish you all the very best for the future. And I hope our paths cross and... Who knows? Maybe we'll share a stage one day. Maybe we will. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Hannah. And Buen Camino. Buen Camino. <laughs> Hannah Ackfield, my guest this week, an Australian singer-songwriter from a duo with her brother Dan, and you can buy their new album, A Road of Dust and Stone, via their website, www.theackfields.com. A-C-F-I-E-L-D-S. The Ackfields. The famous American football coach Donald Shuler once said, the start is what stops most people. Thanks for your support. I have the best job in the world. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. I weave through the alleys and hidden cafes I don't understand most that they say but it sounds Just like a soul Mountains rise up till they marry the sky The ice falls so quiet Just like a sigh all around It whitens the ground Then you take my hand As we walk the cobbled streets We conquer the town Together and nothing can wait. It's easy to breathe. My soul sings.
easy to breathe the white of the ground.